Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. And uh, we've got loads of stuff for you today before we even start talking about that. We need to say hello to Alan. Hi. Blah. I can't even remember your name there, Alan. Can I try that again? Hello. I was going to say Chris. No, Chris. We'll talk about Chris in a bit. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I, I'm good. How are you? Oh, seamless. This is seamless. Well, I've been better. You've been better. Um, yeah. We would say hello to Chris, but uh, sad news, Chris is in hospital, bless him. Um, and even worse, for those of you who know Chris, he's not allowed to eat anything. So he's yeah. very steadily wasting away. But we do um, we do wish Chris a speedy recovery. <laughs> Forget oh. it, it's not funny. Put him. something there. So in a replacement of Chris, we have another K, and it's Craig. Hello, Craig. Off the subs bench I come. Yeah, Hello, good evening, everybody. Yeah, he is. You know, he is our little substitute. He's our left Number back. Number 12. Off I come. Left back in the changing room. There he is. He's here. So uh, it's the three of us this evening. We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. We're, uh, we're going to do some news. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about... Uh, we're going to do Disney's Ultimate Attraction. We want to talk a little bit about Fastpass Plus. Because um, I'm aware that one of the... When we were talking about sort of uh, holidays on the last trip... Uh, the last last trip last episode one of the things that we didn't get around to was this fast pass plus idea which i've used and craig has used and i think we both have differing opinions on it as well so it could be quite interesting to talk about about uh, that and um if we've got time we're going to talk a little bit about disney cruise as well for alan because he wants to know about that I want to know about tours first. You want to know about tours as well? Okay, yeah. well, we might do some tour stuff as well. And also um, something I want to ask Craig about. So. Okay, well, we can do that too. That's fine. Uh, we thank our sponsors, Orlando Attraction Tickets. You can find them at orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk and, of course, Scooter Vacations, which is at scootorlando.com. Um, so, should we do some... Actually, before we start our news, we were having a little bit of a discussion right before um, we came online about Disney Infinity 2.0. And uh, Craig was was sharing his disgust at the fact that you have to. Uh, and it's unlike Craig to moan. I, we know this. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> but you were you were talking about Infinity Two Point Zero. What, what were you saying? I was saying that it's slightly unfair of Disney to release a game which Ad- Alan quite rightly said Infinity means endless. Yeah, that's and true. They say, yeah, well, enough of that. It's now ended. We're going to have a new one. Now, you have told me that you can still use all the characters. Yeah, you now, can still use all, got all of them. But can you still use the same power ticks, discs and yeah, stuff? Yeah, power discs and everything will all still work the same. Okay. So you've just got to buy a new game and a new base because yeah. you say the software has changed. Why yeah. do not then Disney say, I'm sorry you've got to buy a new base. That wasn't our intention. Blame Sony, Microsoft, whatever. Give us your old base and we'll give you a £20 voucher towards buying a new one. To fill in a couple of the gaps as well, um, I went into the Disney store and spoke to a cast member who'd been trained on Disney Infinity this past weekend. And they said that um, 
due to some changes in software, something with Xbox One and PS4s and stuff like that, it's the way they want to use the system isn't compatible with using the old base. So you are you have to buy the new pack basically. Um, if you want to pre-order it, just so you know from the Disney Store, uh, pre-order it before Friday. You'll get uh, the Disney Infinity game. You'll get the new base. You'll get three figures plus you'll get a bonus figure for pre-ordering. Um, so I was sold, so I pre-ordered that on. How much? Uh, £54, <laughs> I think it was, for Wii U. That's, that's, not, that's not too bad. So I get I get three action figures. I get Black Widow, Iron Man, and uh, one other. I can't remember, I can't remember what it is. Um, and I also get a Nick Fury as well. I chose Nick Fury, though, which was cool. Isn't Nick that a Fury 1960s band? Uh, the dropouts or something? I don't know. Oh. It's Samuel L. Jackson. About. But, yeah, the th- thing that just wound me up was the fact that the idea was that it was... I'm sure they said in an in a interview or a, a presentation about it was that the game was endless. Yes. The possibilities are endless and you can just keep playing and the game never has an end. Well, you say and that. I, is- I assume that meant that you automatically downloaded new expansions into the program. Yeah, well that's true. It depends. If you had a Wii, then the unlimited endless possibilities didn't exist because the, uh, the the memory and the, the way the Wii worked meant it actually had limited creativity on it anyway. So now the Wii U versions, I'm going to get that one. I'm being much happier because it'll work better, which is good. Um, anyway, it's not news. We just thought we'd mention it because it was a conversation we were having. So I should, I suppose... That means we should do some news and talk about stuff that we actually have planned. It's just an idea. And whether that's kind of a good idea or not. Uh, Here we go. It's time for some Disney news. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. What is this stuff you've just put up on here? That's the price for PlayStation Four. Oh, okay. Uh, Fifty-seven forty-nine. There you go. But it, it's got oh. at least everything you get, which I was trying to get you to say. Is that the same as what you get? Yeah. So you get the uh, all the characters from the Disney Infinity are playable on the Toy Story box in Disney Infinity Two. There you go. Um, oops, all stats and upgrades intact. So yeah, you get a Thor, an Iron Man, and a Black Widow, um, and the game and the base and the game. Piece and oh, you get some powders as well, which I didn't realize. So, yes, it's pretty much the same. And then, okay. yeah, you get the you can get pre order it and get a choice between Nick Fury, Hawkeye, or Iron Fist. Okay, of which I'll ask, I'll ask Santa. I don't know why Iron Fist is in there, it's just the most bizarre choice. I just want Spider Man, don't care about the rest. Yeah, I want Spider Man as well. Good news as well, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true, yeah. You're going to be able to get uh, Root, uh, Groot, and 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 um, Chris. He'd make a great what's raccoon. Character. What's what's he called? So they're all, everyone's shouting it now. What's the name of the Star-Lord. raccoon? Star Lord. No, he's not Star Lord. Who? The raccoon from uh, from Disney Infinity. I've, it's just completely gone from my head. Bert. Bert. <laughs> John. Who's oh. Dave? Dave. It's got to be Dave in it. No, it's. Oh, there's, there's people genuinely probably shouting right now. Rocket, got it. It's Rocket. I've got to say. Yeah, go on. 
when Disney Infinity came out, I loved the idea of all the figures and all that. Yeah. This new version, I'm not into Marvel. I see I am, so this is perfect for me. But that's basically I'm thought on there, I'm not interested. So you're not bothered? Okay, no. fair enough. Right, let's, let's talk about what we're supposed to be doing. It's our news, it's our 3x3. Three three. So today on our news, we've got Disneyland Paris Ambassador's Ceremony. Alan? Frozen sing-along at Ra. <laughs> Greg? Oh, I've got a headline, haven't I? Yeah. Maelstrom to close for Frozen. There we go. So we'll start off with my piece of news. It's just a little bit of info for you, we had, which was passed on to us by Disneyland Paris this past week. Um, as you may or may not be aware, each Disney resort around the world um, kind of elects ambassadors for the particular resort. They do a lot of work and they're given a year in which to do that. 2014-15 um, ambassadors are about to be announced. Disneyland Paris this past week have whittled them down in a semi-final and now there's the last few remaining. And this year, the ambassador ceremony will be held at the Videopolis Theatre in the Disneyland Park. And October the 3rd at 11am, you are invited to celebrate not only 50 years of the Ambassadors programme, but also to announce the new representatives for the resort. You can go along, it is open to the public, it's never been open to the public before, and uh, it is first come first serve, so you can bag a seat and go and do it. Is it me, or do the Ambassadors seem to be becoming less and less important? I don't really know what they do anymore. I'm, I'm thinking 50 years of the Ambassador programme. Yeah. How long has um, Disneyland Paris been open? Well, no, it's an ambassador program around the world. Not yeah, okay. of Disneyland Paris. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we had ambassadors for nearly 25 years before we opened the park. We do it in dog years. Yeah, that's how they're doing it. Um, I don't know. Do you. The ambassadors don't seem to have anywhere near as much of a presence as they what, used what, to. What do they do? Do they well, even get through a rush anymore? They get to go around the world and visit the different parks, and they, they get to be bad, exactly that ambassadors That's tourists. for tourists. Yeah, they get to be ambassadors for um, for Disney parks and that sort of stuff. Um, and they they do do some, I think, some PR stuff. Um, but they just seem to be less and less. I don't know. Um, You'd still do everyone, it. Oh, you would. Oh, that's yeah, shadow of a doubt. Of course you'd do it. You'd be like, why wouldn't you do it? Um, so, I don't know, but it's uh, it's going to be on the 3rd of October anyway, so you can enjoy that. Um, what do Disney ambassadors do? They're basically the face of the resort, I suppose is the best way to put it. So there you go, and they're always there to help with lots of nice, lovely Wasn't that Mickey? Mickey is the ultimate ambassador. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the website... It's the Disneyland Resort website, and I'm yeah. looking at the Ambassadors program, and it doesn't have any information in it. It's like we don't know what they do. <laughs> Wonder if you can apply. A bit like going on The Apprentice. Loads of challenges. So they're official representatives of the resort. Can you get a fast pass for Seven Don't Seven Horse Mine Train? That's one of your challenge. Yeah. Says they're official representatives of the resort. They do a lot of things internally, such as presenting many of the service and anniversary awards that are awarded. They also cross-train in various roles across the resort. You might find them one day preparing and serving you a meal, and then a Jungle Cruise slipper the next. And they might have to help on front desk at a hotel the next day. So, the, so they're not me, they're a substitute. <laughs> it sounds like they're a dog's body. It does, doesn't it, Alan? Yeah, it sounds bit. like they're a yeah. substitute. <laughs> oh, we, we can't get anyone to do the front desk today. Let's get the old ambassador in from giving out a reward for, you know, whitest gloves. There you go. So that's that. Right, let's like 
Oh no, the head chef's gone down at Victorian Albert's. Hang on. Get the ambassador in. The ambassador. I do a mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. What? <laughs> ambassador. What happens when he has to act as a princess and they've got to, you know, shave his legs? Imagine that. <laughs> Mummy, Anna's got a beard. Um, Anna. It's fine. Anna. It's Anna. It's not Anna. It's not, it's it un- is excuse Anna. me. It is Anna. It's not. It is Americans who can't speak. No, it's it is Anna. Anna. It's supposed to be Norwegian. How do you spell it? A-N-N-A. Right, what does that spell? You're well, a bloody teacher. Yeah, but grass spells grass, but people still call it grass. And bath and, and bath. And okay, how many too. people do you know called Anna that are called Anna? Because I know about five Annas and not one of them is Anna. I how many is a Norwegian princess? Well, that's true. Anna knows somebody who's Norwegian and even asked her and she said it is Anna. It's an American spelling. I could tell you why it's an American spelling. I watched a program in America when I was there, a very good program called Satisfaction, which isn't for the viewers on this uh, podcast. But they have a daughter in that program called Annika, and they call her Arnika. So it's an Americanism. Anyway. Any, how, how many Annikas do you know? Uh, I know two. Well, my, Alex has got two friends called Annikas. And Annika Rice. So I, don't know. I really don't care. Um, but talking about <laughs> names and how you spell them and talking about Frozen, Alan, what's oh. going on with uh, with Frozen in Raw? In Raw, da. No. It's not Raw. Just, just, to, just to explain the Raw bit, it's Royal Albert Hall. That's right, it as, is. As we like to refer to it in the Disney Bridge circles. Raw. Um, Fans of Frozen will be soon be able to go along to the Royal Albert Hall and join into an award-winning animated comedy sing-along. Woo! Can you imagine this? That's There's going to be like about five billion people sitting in the Royal Albert Hall singing their songs. It's going to be fantastically awesome. It's great for you, you two girls. The thing is, it's on a Monday. Is it? Yeah. Cheaper to book oh, it. Yeah. Is there a date oh, on it? Okay, sorry, yeah. Uh, Monday, the 17th Sorry. Of yeah, Monday the 17th of November, audiences be invited to become part of the show, joining in with all the film's original songs, including Let It Go, the chart-stopping song that's made about 50 billion YouTube views, and a thousand spin-offs. Oh. <laughs> Who, who's going to go to see this? Blowout. Who's going to go and see this? Well, yeah. lots of Disney fans who live in or near London, I would guess. Um, I... I do, I do wonder. It's an interesting one because it's just a sing-along. It's not like when I went to the Pixar one and it was, um, it was live orchestra and all that sort of stuff. It's not that. It's just a sing-along. I don't know. In, in, yeah, in, in, it says here in November the film will receive a special screening at the Royal Albert Hall, which has become the place to see lavish individual productions of crowd-pleasing movies. Well, as you say, is it? Is it gonna? Well, do you think actually they might have a live orchestra in front no, of it? No, they're not this time. It's, it's just a sing-along. They're definitely not. Because future shows at the Royal Albert Hall include films with live orchestra screenings of both Titanic and a special concert celebrating Danny Elfman's work. But this one won't. It's just shown in stunning high definition, with the lyrics will be, check, be projected on the screen, with a bouncing snowflake allowing audiences to join in with the film. So, so it's just, just a film view. Just a film view. How much, How much is it a ticket? ticket then? <laughs> oh, good question. Uh, I didn't get that information. I shall check it out right it's now. All right, before you do, let's have a guess. Alan, this is I Disney. reckon it's going to be 40 quid. 40? I reckon, well, I was no. going to say 20 quid each. Uh, right, so there's a 2 o'clock, a 5 o'clock, and an 8.45 viewing. So I'll go for the 8.45, because they're likely to be the most expensive one, because it's the evening. Yeah, so, it's going to be... Fortune. 
20, between 11 and 28 pounds. Oh, get in there right in the middle. Oh, oh no. Can... If you go in the circle, it can be as cheap as six. Wow. <laughs> well, you can't even read the words. Um, but to sit right in the front on the arena floor, it could be £29.90 or £10. I'm guessing that's out of the children's price. To watch a film. Jeez. Can, can, if you all club together as yeah. a family, could you not buy the DVD? <laughs> yeah, that's very Or do the Blu-ray and get it done in HD. Oh, my uh, goodness. I don't, I don't know. I don't... What, what's your opinion on, on Frozen? I love Frozen. Was it good? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's a great film. That's a good film, but... See, I've had this. I've said this to many people. the fi The film is a good film, but the film's made by the songs. Yeah, because the songs yeah, are so good. If you were to put, you know, if those songs were written for Brave, everyone would be talking about how brilliant Brave was. It's got nothing really much to do with the story. Or the oh, film. I don't know. To do I, don't know I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you look at uh, like Olaf and the character of Olaf and how oh, well okay, that's he's written. funny. But he's made yeah. funny because of the the guy that's doing him. I mean, he's a funny guy anyway. Yeah, true. Um, but I do think it is. There's some of Olaf, I'll give you that. But I think it is mainly the songs that have made it the phenomena that it is. Okay, so let's talk about the next bit of news because this kind of fits in with what we're talking about now. So, Craig, what's happening over at Epcot? Well, we keep moving forward, don't we? You know, okay. that's it. It will never be finished. And while there's still imagination, blah, blah, whatever the quote is. So, the wonderful Maelstrom, um, which is quite old and dated, but it is reflective. yeah of what Norway is and which is what these pavilions are supposed to be hence you buy jammy dodgers in the UK pavilion soon to not sell anything Scottish out will go all the whiskey um, cool. is being replaced with a frozen attraction and not just cramming something into the frozen attraction actually being knocked down and rebuilt to yeah, something frozen so. related opening in 2016 Right, so so, so let's let's look back at this Maelstrom. Then, 1988, it opened. Um, it's going to close about the fifth of October this year. So it's been there for a good chunk of time. Um, You're not a maths teacher. I'm, I'm just trying to work it out on my head, but I can't. Remember. It's about twenty. Uh, yeah. Um, twenty-six. Yeah, so sixteen. Like but twenty-six. Yeah, twenty-six. Um, so Maelstrom's going. All right now. One of the things that's, that amazes me is how this has taken so many people by surprise. Um, there was a lot of people who have gone, really? What? What's going on? Why is it's What's happening where? And it's been quite a few things that have pointed out this is on its way. <laughs> Firstly, Fastpass Plus has disappeared for Maelstrom uh, past October the 5th. That happened ages ago, uh, like two months ago. Um, also, um, the Norwegian Tourist Board have apparently turned around and said, we're not happy about Frozen going into the pavilion, even though it's not been announced. Uh, they've got not got a leg stand on, though, because it serves them right for not actually putting any money into the Norwegian pavilion in the first place. So um, they, they can't really stop it from happening. And it was, it was inevitable this was going to happen. Um, the thing is, what's happening? It's 14 months they've got to build an attraction. So there's there's talk of, are they going to knock the entire building down and restart? Are they going to try and fit Maelstrom or fit Frozen around the Maelstrom idea? Now, having written Maelstrom uh, only a matter of weeks ago, I'd be surprised if Frozen just gets overlaid into that particular attraction. Especially as it's got 14 months in which to build this. Think about how quickly Seven Dwarfs Mine Train actually went up. And the thing is with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is they had to... Oh, how quickly? Yeah. So, well, was you know what? No, the moment that they actually started excavating the ground to the moment the attraction opened was about 18 months. 
And the thing with that is they had to excavate all of the land. They then had to uh, sculpt it all, build all the rock work, build the actual roller coaster in it. So there was a hell of a lot of work on the outside to make it look right. Whereas actually with Frozen, uh, the attraction, it was going to be inside. It's going to be some sort of dark ride, maybe water related, I don't know. But they're not going to have to do all the theming on the outside in the way that they have done for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So I'll be amazed if they just use the same building. I would guess they'll knock it down. Well, my my thoughts are that they're just going to reuse the same tracks I don't and think building. I, this is such but a possibly big ex, I would like to think expand it a little. This attraction is, is going to be massive. Um, you know, I think this will have the same impact. No, not quite to the extent, but the same impact as Harry Potter had at Universal. It's going to bring a lot more people to, to Epcot. It's going to mean that uh, World Showcase is going to have to open from 9am. Um, here's a question for you. Yeah. How long was Test Track down for for the refurb? Seven or eight months. I think it was... Okay, well, say it was seven or eight months. What did they actually do in seven or eight months? Quite a lot. The entire inside of Test Track has changed tremendously. Yeah, but they didn't change the track, did they? they? Change track. You're the getting track out. The, same, the track's yeah. the same, and they used a lot of UV paint. Yeah, but that's in half the time they've got to, in which to build a Frozen attraction. Well, with the Frozen attraction, they've got to make the animatronics for Elsa and Arnie. Well, who, how do you know that they haven't already started that? How do you know? Because they this, like to leave things to the last minute. How do you know that this hasn't been in the works for a very, very long time? And I think that's the reason why what has happened recently in Disney has happened, to try and keep that momentum going, because they knew the Frozen attraction was coming. Yeah, this is one of the things that we, we kind of put out on our Facebook page to people, you know, what is your opinion on the fact that this is coming in and Maelstrom's going? Just so you know what people have said. Um, I love Maelstrom. Uh, there wasn't a time, a time, someone else, but not amused. Would like characters kept separate from World Showcase. Too late. Already got them in Mexico. Winnie the Pooh, etc. We're in uh, United Kingdom. You've got Perry and Phineas and Ferb all over, thrown up all over You've at World Showcase. Everywhere. You've got uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs meet and greet. You've already got. Um, you've got loads of it already. It's too late. Um, and someone's put on Frozen isn't set in Norway. Well, actually, in theory, they're correct. Um, according to the film, it's actually that's, inspired by Norway. So That's the next announcement, though. Norway's going to be renamed Arendelle. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is true. It's not. It's it's very, very heavily based on it. Though. Someone actually has put Frozen was heavily based on Norway. I love Maelstrom, but the ride isn't long enough. I'm looking forward to a new Frozen ride. Will they be able to make the ride longer in for Frozen? Is If the ride's too short, it may be a big letdown. Uh Someone's put, my god, the internet is going into meltdown over this. I'll come to that in a second. Crazy. Epcot is for discovery and learning. Frozen should be in Magic Kingdom. Don't get uh, the hype over Frozen anyway. Like Loom Bands, it will be forgotten in a few years. Now, this is the one <laughs> thing I don't agree with at all. Loom Bands can't be forgotten. Um, no. Ab Abysmal and does nothing but confirm that Disney parks have lost their entire ethos of what they have built. It's all about cash now. Not even a spare thought into anything else. We are here just uh, now and Downtown Disney is the example. Okay. Should be left alone. Just spend the money on updating the film at the end. Uh, someone's, and also, we thought Maelstrom was a bit of a fixer-upper. Which is something that put someone on. Um, there was a couple of others. It's horrible news. Maelstrom is my favourite ride in Epcot. And it's old and lame now, so it's time for something new. Gosh, favourite ride in Epcot. That's saying something, isn't it? That is saying a hell of a lot. Now, I'm going to be controversial now. I went to Maelstrom like three, four weeks ago. Got off and went, nah. It's all right. I yeah. mean, I I'm, I'm not, not going to miss, miss it. it. I just, no. I'm not sure that Frozen 
in there is the right thing to do. But if they're going to replace Maelstrom with something, this is the obvious change. All right. Oh yeah, because it's commercially viable, and yeah, that's why they're is. doing it. I now, mean, they're not they're not stupid. All of these purists that say, "Oh, it's completely wrong." It's like removing off kilter, isn't it? It's all yeah. about money. But it doesn't help. Again, it's another example, isn't it? What we were talking about, I think, on the last show that Disney are announcing all these things that are happening, and they're happening all at once. And there's, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh no, another thing that's changing. Another thing that's changing." Look, look Frozen has been their favorite. biggest grossing film of all time. Yeah, okay? so over so, a billion dollars. They have to try and spread it out around the park. So they've already done the Frozen fun in Hollywood Studios. You've got the new meet and greet in uh, Magic Kingdom. And you've got, you know, the dream lights now becoming the frozen lights on yeah. the tree. What have you got in Epcot? Nothing. Do you know and what? you've got Norway. So, uh, bang. There's one thing that has really kind of irritated me this past week with Facebook and things like that. And it's these people are going, there's so much frozen going on. We don't need a ride. It's ridiculous. There's frozen everywhere. What is going on? I'm like, right, okay, people, let's think about this logically, shall we? Because you're starting to irritate me a little bit. We haven't got anything permanent frozen going on in the parks, right? We've got a meet and greet in Princess Fairytale Hall, okay? That can stay there while it's popular to meet the characters. But when it's not popular to meet the characters, they can pull that out. They can put something else in. It's not a permanent location, all right? We've got the uh, Summer of Fun, uh, Frozen Summer of Fun going on in Hollywood Studios for a limited run only. That's only going on until the end of September time where we're going to have the fireworks and all that sort of stuff and then that's going to completely disappear. That's gone. That's not coming back uh, maybe until next summer if it does. We've got the winter stuff that's going to be going on in the Magic Kingdom. Brilliant, okay? It's going to be there temporarily. It's not going to be there forever. So at the moment, we still don't have anything permanent for the biggest grossing movie of all time. So it only makes logical sense that they're finally going to build something that is going to be a permanent reminder of the movie when everything else has completely disappeared. And people are like, well, it's not going to be popular in five years' time. It's not going to be popular in ten years' time. That's absolute rubbish. You look at The Little Mermaid, you look at Lion King, you look at Beauty and the Beast. In fact, you look at the whole of New Fantasyland and look at what they've built in there. They built a whole area on Beauty and the Beast, the film that was made in the 90s, which actually is still popular enough for them to put a restaurant and a whole area in there. You've got the little Rapunzel's mermaid. tower. The toilet. Exactly. Seven you've million got, dollar toilet. You've got um you've got Little Mermaid disappeared at the back. That was a film that was made in the eighties and was still popular enough for them to put a new flipping ride in. You look at Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is a film from the nineteen thirties, which apparently is still has enough of a pull for there to be a seventy minute wait. People, get over the fact that you don't think it's gonna be a classic. A, it's a classic. B, it's made more money than any other movie has made. It's here to stay. So at the end of the day, it's the most logical place to put a new attraction. Get rid of Maelstrom. It's old and it needs to go. It makes sense to put Frozen in there. Rant over. Right, I'm going to stick one in there then. Go on then. Why don't they just knock down some trees and put it in between the existing lands? Because they want to, I suppose, still have that separate element for each of the different lands. If you put it next to it, it then merges into whatever comes next. I, I think they'll use some area of the area around the back anyway. There's masses of space around the back of uh, World Showcase. So there's no I, I reason why. I was looking on um, Google Maps the other day, and I was looking at the existing space behind Norway. Yeah. And there's a lot of roads for a lot of traffic. Yeah, there's loads of roads. And the there's back, loads of roads back there, but there was, yeah. didn't seem to be a lot of space to expand. Yeah, there's more than you think. Uh, having been round there on a bus, there's actually more space behind there than, than you can imagine there actually being. There's loads. And, and the amount of space in between each pavilion, there's a lot. And all they could do, they could expand round the back of that without it being seen. And we'll go into the sort of the track layout of, of no, um, Maelstrom even. Yeah. There isn't much in it, is there? No, it's really short. You've got, a, you've got a lift hill, you go around the corner, you then get sent backwards. Yeah. For a few metres, and then you go forwards into the big blast drop. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. 
that's pretty much it. There's no way a frozen attraction is going to be that short. No way in a million years. It says it said in the press release that it's going to be favourite parts or the or people's favourite parts of the movie. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, if you, if you break it down into the songs, right, and you pick a handful of songs, if they kept the same track layout, there's only really three points. Yes. Where you could put the songs. You got the lift hill. Yeah. You could you could you could arguably put I don't know, them as kids losing their family in the queue area before you even get onto the ride. Yeah. But then there's... you've got them growing up. Which is, do you want to build a snowman part? That's quite yeah. a good part of the film. Where are you going to put Let It Go? You've got How Olaf's does that tie in with going backwards? You've got the meeting of First Time Forever. You've got the opening of the castle. You've got her making an ice castle. There's no way it'll yep. fit in there. No one in a million years. I'd like to think that the end scene would be you come down into Arendelle, though. Yeah, and I uh, I don't think they'll keep the film there either, will they? You know, that Norway film is, was past its sell-by date about the day after it came out. Yeah, so, that could be the meet and greet area. Uh, yeah, it could be that it becomes a meet and greet area and they disappear off from Princess, per- Princess Fairytale Hall. I don't know. Uh, but at the minute, if you look at what the next princess is, it's um, going to be the Polynesian princess, isn't it? For In whatever yeah. year it is. We've got Big Hero 6 coming next. There's no princesses in that. So they're going to be there for, for a while now, I think. But based on the idea that Disney are releasing films and princesses in relation yeah. to the actual lands and hotels they've got... Yeah. We should be able to predict what's coming in the future. You would think so, yeah. You would I was just trying to think. I was going to say African, but no, I've got the Lion King, so that's that one covered. Yeah. You've, well, you got the Polynesian princess next, so she'll be able to go into Adventureland. And that's the only princess that's currently being announced as being new. Hmm. I can't remember what her name is off the top of my head. You've got Port Orleans and... No, Tiana. Tiana. Moana, that's her name. Let's let's work on it. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to that when I think about that. But there you go. That is uh, all of the news, and no doubt you'll have more to say about Maelstrom. Please send us an email, radio at disneybrit.com. Let us know what you think about that because we I think this will be an argument that will kind of rumble on, and this argument will kind of grow again as soon as we find out a little bit more about what Disney's planning on doing with uh, with the actual attraction, we get concepts and stuff like that. Let's just do I'm, some. I'm gonna... Go on. I know. I know you're trying to move on. Is this getting more coverage, do you think, than the fact that there was a rumour that Star Wars Land was coming? Yeah, probably. It's it's crazy. Star Wars is arguably more popular. Yes. Oh, according to my wife, it's not. It's old hat now. Nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah, that was an interesting oh. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, so I don't know. Just don't. Um, let's talk about park refurbs then, shall we? Uh, Astro Orbiter is closed until the 19th of September. A few more days to go there. Carousel of Progress is going to be closed 22nd to 27th of September. Mickey's Filler Magic, no, is closed for refurb until the 19th. And uh, the Wild by Design Tour over at Animal Kingdom will no longer be offered after September the 26th. Uh, in downtown do Disney, that. it's uh, a mess. Parking lots H, I, J, and K are closed in preparation for a new multi-story car park, which has caused absolute havoc and devastation and means you can't get in there for love and money. What's going on in Disneyland Palace? Sorry, Saren. Um, Captain Neo, closed all month. Thunder Mesa Riverboat Landing, closed yep. all month. Pirates of the Caribbean, closed 15th to the 17th. Uh, Toy Story Parachute Drop, that's going to be closed from the 22nd to the 26th. It's a Small World is going to have a two-day closure of the 29th and 30th. So, it's, it's 
doing quite well at the moment. Yeah, doing too bad at all. So there you go. Right, we're going to take a quick break and we shall return with our Disney Ultimate Attraction. We'll be back after this. Hey, I have the best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves a best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way? Have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T Orlando.com. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Right then, it's time for this Disney. This is what it sounds like around Chris's hospital bed, by the way. Like this. He's on the hospital radio already, isn't he? Taking he's he's yeah. on the airways. Hey, this is he? Speedy. <laughs> Scream if you want to go faster. That's what it's like. It's going to be like that in the hospital bed. Anyway, we're talking about Disney's Ultimate Attraction, where we're continuing to try and find what is the ultimate attraction in Walt Disney World. You'd be pleased to know Maelstrom went through a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's surviving somewhere, even if not going to be in real life. We've got four... Gets, um, go on. If it gets all the way to the end yeah. and it wins, yeah. does that mean it's lost? We're going to look really stupid, yeah. It's lost, yeah. It's uh, gone. Bye. Um, let's uh, look at our pairings for today, then. We've got Muppet Vision 3D versus Stormstruck. We've got Fantasmic versus The Vision House. Maharaja Jungle Trek versus Impressions de France. And It's Tough to Be a Bug versus Cyberspace Mountain. So there are four matches up today. Um, so let's start off with our first one, uh, which is Muppet Vision 3D. Sam Eagles, um, salute to all nations, but mostly America. Um, so, Muppet Vision 3D, for those of you who uh, really don't know what it is, 3D um, movie, well, almost a 4D movie, actually, in uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, where uh, it's the last film that Jim Henson ever directed uh, for the Muppets before he died. Uh, and that's going up against Stormstruck, which is a attraction in Interventions, uh, where you get to try and build your own home to try and withstand storm pressures so uh craig start us off which one are you voting for uh, i'm gonna go muppets i mean i don't get me wrong i like stormstruck and the kids always do it when we go and it's good fun but muppets is muppets it's classic it's been you know brought back to life with the brilliant first film the not so great second one um so muppets all the way for me alan i'll be honest i don't know if i've done stormstruck okay is, that's not that's not the one where you go around with a flashlight is it no, that is... Is that Where's the Fire? Oh, that's where there's, Where's the Fire. So I've never done Stormstruck, so I, I don't really know what it's like. Okay. But I think realistically, 
Muppet Vision's probably going to be better. Realistically, you're going for Muppet Vision being better. Okay, well, um, I love the Muppets. Uh, always have done, always will do. Uh, it's something we watch in our house. Harry loves the Muppets as well. Um, so when we took him to see Muppet Vision 3D for the first time this summer and watched his eyes light up as all of these characters appeared around him, um, Bean Bunny and all that sort of stuff, it was fantastic. I do have to say, though, um, neither Statler or Wardorf were working when I last saw Muppets, and I was really surprised they were just completely static and they were still allowing the attraction to go on especially as they have a reasonably major role in it um but stormstruck as i say it's, it's an innovative attraction it's a small scale attraction there's no way really that that can be a full-scale replica of the muppet theater so i'm voting muppet vision interestingly so did everybody else nobody voted for stormstruck and everybody voted for Muppet Vision. So Muppet Vision goes through. So that's good. Um, but it's You know, you've you just said something there which has just totally made sense. What's that? That it's a recreation of the Muppet Theatre. It is. I, I just assumed it was just a theatre. No. No. It's oh. a full replica, a recreation of the Muppet Theatre from The Muppet Show. So obvious, really, isn't it? Yeah. So there you go. Right. So that is that one. So next up, it is... Phantasmic versus the Vision House. Now, Phantasmic is the nighttime show which uh, battles Mickey's nightmares against his imagination, and uh, it's all the villains try and defeat Mickey through his dreams uh, against the Vision House, which again is another Interventions attraction where you get to go in and uh, you get to see what's going to be coming up in your house in the future, the different technologies that all these companies are coming up with. Um, it's amazing, really, to think back at some of the stuff I've seen in the past, and I've actually got it in my house now. Uh, especially at the time you were like, wow, that's amazing. There's no way in a million years that's coming. And suddenly, oh, oh yeah, I have got a 3D telly now, even though they used to tell us that these things were coming and you didn't really believe it. Uh, so, go on, Alan, start us off. You've got Phantasmic versus Mich uh, Vision House. Um, right, okay. Well, we went for a walk around the Vision House hmm. um, with my kids and my father-in-law, and I was so bored. I like, okay. I like technology, don't get me wrong. I love watching Discovery Channel. I love all the science programs. I love gadgets. But I don't know if the guy who was presenting it was the most interesting person. Okay, so it helps upon the presenter that you've got. Well, talking about technology, can I just stop us for a second and just say, Apple Watch. Oh. <sighs> anyway, so I can. Well, that's, that's a whole other thing. We could go on to that one. <laughs> but yeah, but there was, there was things like automated toilet flushes. Yeah. Or um, air conditioning powered by, I don't know, plants on a roof or something. Yeah. And, you know, some of it was it was to do with e e e ecology? No. What's the, what's the yeah, term? Green technology. Yeah, something like that. And a lot of it, I'm sure, is already happening around our estate. But it, w it was like crazy new stuff, and new is in inverted commas there. Yeah. And I thought, it's not that amazing. Plus, the guy was um, sending everyone to sleep. Which doesn't help. So you compare that against Phantasmic, where it's, it's a good long show where you're sitting on some freezing cold benches, potentially in the rain. You sit close enough, you're going to get covered in water. Oh, you're selling it. You really are. Yep. Um, you, you've, you've just spent sort of about $400 on a bucket of popcorn that your yeah. kids just spilt on the steps. Yeah. Um, yeah, Phantasmic wins all the way. So Phantasmic for you, Craig? 
I'm, I've just had to look up the Vision House because I can't ever remember walking around it, and then it just looked okay. to me like a poor man's ideal home show. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like that. That's probably a really good way of putting it, actually. Yeah. I mean, Fantasmic is well, name kind of gives it away, doesn't it? It's just a, an awesome show. But I think you have to do Fantasmic without the lame comedy pre-show they sometimes put on. Oh, you mean is, when they do the the guest the Disney tune and all that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, that, that's yeah, kind of a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that yeah. last time I saw it. Yeah, but I mean, Fantasmic, hands down, no contest. One of the best bits is when there's, you know, when it sprays the water from the the big whale diving into yeah. water. And if the wind's catching that spray of water right, it goes, ah, oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's very true. I don't mind the pre-show. And the only reason I don't mind the pre-show, Craig, is it does pass the time. Uh, otherwise, you're sat there for 40-odd minutes waiting for something yeah, to happen. Yeah, they could do with cushions. They should have those yeah. cushions that, that they had at the football we went to, Adam, where you could buy a little <laughs> that's true. Yeah, cushion pack for five bucks and open yeah, it up. That would be good. Uh, they could also do with selling ice cream in the stadium, because uh, in the amphitheatre, because my dad couldn't find ice cream anywhere. I was told he had to go outside. And he's grumpy at the best of times when he found out he couldn't buy ice cream. Well, that was the end of the he world. Had, he had ice cream issues at Blizzard Beach. <laughs> yeah, he did have ice cream issues at Blizzard Beach. So it's also true. Because apparently it's outrageous you can't buy an ice cream before midday. Yeah, okay. Um, really? Yeah, but in Blizzard Beach you can buy an ice cream before midday. And this was clearly just the biggest issue. Uh, Do they just sell fresh fruit and <laughs> They sell other stuff. Yeah, they have other stuff you can buy. Just the ice cream store didn't open until midday. And this was apparently just horrendous. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah, you should have heard him rant. It was hysterical. Um, so, Fantasmic is my all-time favourite nighttime show. Uh, there's nothing that beats Fantasmic. It's just amazing how they do it and how clever it is. It needs updating a little bit now. You know, Pocahontas elements in there are probably getting a little bit old. But overall, it's it's fantastic. You just can't... Now, Frozen will be in soon. Don't worry. Do you reckon? Yeah, that'll be in there as well. People can moan about it being there as well. Um, is there House, any Pixar elements in it? No, there's no Pixar elements in it at all. No, so that would be something that might they might consider putting in as well. But they can do that with it as well. They can they can take elements out and put things in and, and, and refresh it if they want to. Vision House, you know, you're right, it is a poor man's ideal home show. I do quite like it. I do quite looking around it, but if you're gonna compare it to Fantasmic, it's not gonna win, hands down. Um, and everyone again agrees with us. Everyone voted for Fantasmic, no one voted for Vision House, so um sad news for Vision now, House. If it was Lego House and we're talking Ed cheering, that's a whole different <laughs> Yeah. That song means wrong things so it's fine um <laughs> next up <laughs> that's a worry next up is this one uh which is impressions du france uh versus maharaja jungle trek so maharaja jungle trek is um in the asia part of the animal kingdom and it has one of my favorite animals in it the tiger along with many many others and then impressions de france is a um a movie in the back of the french pavilion uh which showcases the beauty and wonder of France. So uh, I'll start this one then. Um, Impressions of France is all right. Uh, do you know what? Actually, I prefer the music to the film. Uh, I quite li like listening to the music, but I'm not that bothered about watching the film. I don't think I've watched it for years and years and years. Maharaja Jungle Track, though, just purely for the tigers, I, I have to go and do that. So uh, for me, it's Maharaja Jungle Track every time. Uh, Craig. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I love the tigers, and also love shouting at the kids who bang on the window to the tigers as yeah. well, which I tend to do quite a lot. Don't do that. Oh, right, okay. I thought you were going to say you shouting at your kids, bang harder, yeah. bang harder. No, I just, it's really cruel, isn't it? Just you know, they're lying there. If, if they're for your entertainment, we won't get no, into the tiger all that there. Rubbish. 
The tiger, yeah. I mean, and they go up and they bang on the window. You look bang harder, Johnny. You see the tiger move. Try and bang Just, it from the other side. I'll throw you over. Yeah, leave him alone. No, I mean, it's not. It's, an, it, it's kind of, I suppose, an, a good element, apart from the stupid petting zoo. It's yeah. a good place to see animals in the animal kingdom. And let's be fair, if you put anything up against anything from France, it's going to win. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point, actually. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> uh, unless you, I mean, if it was, I don't know, if you had the pastry, you know, then that's a slightly different thing. That's the only redeeming yeah. feature. The fact they could get rid of the whole pavilion and just leave that one little shop at the back. Yeah. That'd be that fine by me. The, uh, the boulangerie in there is, uh, is pretty good, I must admit. Um, I do. Favorite. Yeah, it's it, well, it, it's one of those things. It's become a bit of a almost kind of it's, it's like a tradition, almost, isn't it? Uh, that you kind of have to do it and you have to go and, and, and enjoy it. Uh, it's got to be the most visited place in the world showcase for snacks, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And the, the the food in there is good, so you can't really complain. I, I went there um, once with Imogen when she was about two years old went in i bought three cakes it was just me and imogen mm. and i had to carry these cakes in my hands because i don't think i would had a tray at the time or something like that and i was also having to pull imogen by her hand to make sure we're going in the right direction i thought there's going to be a seat couldn't find a seat anywhere oh yeah so there was my chocolate that thing whatever it was like a pie yeah a, a lemon pie and something else what she had i can't remember um also, can I point out the uh, they sell Cronenberg in there, sixteen sixty four, which is almost German. <laughs> it's so close <laughs> to the edge of the French border. You're like, yeah, close, but there you go. And the wine in there is extremely expensive, crazy expensive. Uh, but um, the French pavilion is. I dare say it might be realistic. Yes, actually, <laughs> France is crazy, exp- crazy expensive. It's true. Um, so, are you voting for Maharaja? Um. Well. My, my view of Impressions of France is a bit like Spirit of Norway. Yeah. Um, I've only seen them once. You see the film once and it didn't really have any lasting impressions on me. Yeah. So I just haven't been back in. Fair enough. Um, Maharaja Jungle Trek. I'll be honest, I haven't done this trek as much as I want to. Right. Because usually what we do is we do the Penangi one the first Pangana, couple of days. Yeah. And we then forget to do the second one. Fair enough. So you're going. So I think you're I will, going. I would go Maharaja. Jungle Trek, even yeah. though I don't do them both. Well, it wouldn't have made a difference anyway. Only three people voted for it, Impressions de France, and everybody has voted for Maharaja Jungle Trek. So uh, are they, are they French? They, probably, <laughs> they may have been our three French listeners who still listen because Craig hasn't managed to upset them enough for them to disappear yet. Uh, right, final matchup then. It's tough to be a bug versus Cyberspace Mountain. So Cyberspace Mountain is a simulator roller coaster inside Disney Quest. You basically design your roller coaster, get inside what I can only describe as a washing machine drum. Uh, and it spins you around really fast and you can go upside down all sorts of stuff and you can make it as intense as you possibly want or you can make it as placid as you want to but this is um, again it's part of Disney Quest again it's tough to be a bug which is the 4D experience in Animal Kingdom it's below the tree of life it's based around a bug's life uh, where you get to see more and learn more about the world of bugs and small animals and all that sort of stuff so uh, Alan Um, yeah tough to be a bug love it Absolutely, absolutely love it. Except it scares the bejesus out of my kids. And spiders. 
the spiders, yeah. the smoke, the acid in your face. Yes, um, that's Hopper true. jumping up in the corner. That is true as well, yeah. It doesn't matter where you're sitting, it's going to get you. And I personally, you know when you get stung in the back? Yeah, I don't like that. I sit forward at that yeah, bit. Yeah, I do as well. I never get stung in the back because I sit forward. So even though I know it's a film and I know it's just things touch me in the butt on the seat, <laughs> I just um, I just try and avoid it. In Cyberspace Mountain, when I went on it and designed my roller coaster, the guy gave me the card back and said, would you like to make it a bit more extreme? Yeah. We had basically no inversions on it or anything like that, so I maybe didn't get the best experience. Okay. So out of the two of them, I go, a bug's life is for me. All right, bug's life for you. Uh, Craig? This one's actually, I think, the hardest one out of all of them tonight because I think Cyberspace Mountain is fun, but you've got some of all thrills now, which I think is a million times that better. That is true, yeah. So I think it's probably time to retire Cyberspace Mountain and I will, that, for that reason, go with uh, A Bug's Life, which I still I don't think is great, but it's all right. It's better than the Angry Birds 4D attraction at Thorpe Park, that's for sure. Oh, right, is it that bad? Yeah. We have, I'm impressed you haven't done any Thorpe Park bashing yet tonight. That's no, no, I'll um, save that for the Thorpe Park is useless <laughs> podcast. I'm going to uh, make it short and sweet. It's tough to be a bug because it's better than Cyberspace Mountain, uh, which, well, tough to be a bug again as as thrashed cyberspace mountain so it's out so there you go but i'm gonna add something in there have you ever been on one of these four 4d cinema rides attractions even and had a look at it with the lights on no because you know you know where they spray the stuff out the seat in front of you yeah <laughs> mold that is crusted up horribly <laughs> so not only do you get to learn about bugs you also get to <laughs> spread disease well done <laughs> it's tough to beat ebola is what they're going to call it <laughs> Uh, it's like legionnaires in the face. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, um, our four that go through this week are Fantasmic, It's Tough to Be a Bug, Muppet Vision 3D, and Maharaja Jungle Trek. If you check over on the Facebook page, uh, we'll have some more uh, votes, uh, more polls for you to vote on over there for the next edition. But that is it for this week for the, the Disney's Ultimate Attraction. We're just going to take a very quick break and we shall return in a second. For the past 10 years, Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando attraction tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. Woohoo! Big summer blowout! <laughs> Hi, guys! Uh, this is your friend here and pal, Mickey Mouse, and I just want you to know that I listen to and love the Disney Brit Podcast. 
make sure y'all listen to, okay? See y'all real soon. Anyway, hope you're all sorted now. Oh, hey, yeah, that's the end of the message. Bye-bye! Right, um, we're continuing with our uh, little chat to do with um, our trip to Disney You know when Mickey recently? says on there, yeah. by the way? I know I'll keep buttoning, I'm sorry yeah, about no, this. Yeah, no, it's fine. Mickey says, I hope you're all sorted. At the end of the message, I hope you're all sorted. Yeah. What What was the issue? What was, what was your issue that he's inquiring about? I don't remember. I, I think it may have been... Um, I, do, I honestly don't know. We'll have to ask him. Did, did, we'll have to ask did him. the preparation work? Yes, I think he did, and it was all fine, and it was all good. So it's not a problem. I don't. I really don't remember. I'll be totally honest with you. It was a while ago since we recorded it. Um, right, we're talking about uh, our last trip, and uh, FastPass Plus was one of the things that people wanted to know a little bit more about. Um, so we thought we'd talk a little bit about FastPass Plus. We've, it's interesting. I know we haven't got Chris with us. Um, who use the system, but we have got Craig who's in a similar situation in the sense that he can only get to it 30 days out. Um, so we kind of uh, got just as good an opinion. Um, not that Craig has opinions, as we've learned, but um, if <laughs> he did have, have an opinion, um, then he might be able to tell us a little bit about FastPass Plus. And there's some bits and pieces I've um, I've written down about it as well. So, Alan, you, you kind of were asking the questions last time so what yeah. exactly do you kind of want to know um well basically f- first of all uh, I- i'm planning on going next year yeah. in may so i've got all this to look forward to if if you look forward to this i'm sort of going thing. before you yeah go on yeah, I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm gonna be careful with my language here yeah, yeah. i know that I yes <laughs> um so one when I'm in a position to actually start booking FastPass Pluses, yeah. how easy is it to sort out? To say, for example, I'm going to Magic Kingdom on the first day. Yeah. What, how how will I go about choosing my first three rides? Or first three pa- fast passes even? Okay, so your first question again was that you... how Because I'm going it? I'm going next year. Yeah. How, I'm, well, one, first of all, when the first day comes along that I can do it. Yeah. How am I going to go and do it? Okay, so FastPass Plus, as as you just said, you know, gives you the opportunity to now think ahead of time. So if you're staying in a Disney resort, uh, then you get 60 days ahead of time. You can go on, you can book three FastPasses per day. Uh, if you're staying off property, you can do it 30 days out. So people like Craig and Chris, who didn't stay on site this time, they were able to get to them 30 days out. Now... For most attractions, there's still a pretty good availability 30 days out. But for those attractions that are sought after, you're going to find it much, much harder. So things like your Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, uh, good luck getting it 30 days out during the summertime as it had just opened. Um, we only managed to get it for one day because we had the 60-day window and anything after that was was pretty pointless trying to get a hold of. Um, you can do it several different ways. You can do it on their website by uh, going to the My Disney Experience website, or you can do it through the My Disney Experience app as well. I would suggest, though, that you do it through the website rather than through the app. And the reason I say that is that the website gives is much more flexible in what you can and cannot choose. And what I would nice. advise you do uh, when you go onto the website My Disney Experience is actually you book, you you know which attractions you want to do. 
and you book the three of them. It doesn't matter necessarily what the time is that they give you. You just know which three attractions you want and you book them. Because once you've got those three, you can then go in and you can change the times. Making sure they don't overlap because they won't allow you to do that. But you can change the times for your attractions. It's much easier to do that than it is to try and fiddle around with, oh, I've got my three attractions, but I want them in this order and I want this at this time and this at this time. If you just book them and then go back and do it, it, it works out much, much better for you to do it that way. Um, but it's a fairly simple system, to be honest with you. What you are going to need to do, though, is to make sure you take down the times of your fast passes. One of the things I found that at times the, the My Disney Experience app was a little bit unreliable, and I think it's probably because it was still fairly new. Uh, but there were times where I tried to find my fast passes and couldn't. I couldn't remember exactly what the times were. So what I'd done is actually put them in my calendar on my phone. So I could check the calendar every now and again, and it kind of told me what time my different appointments were. That's fine unless you then change them, and then you've got different times in your calendar for what you've actually made your fast passes for. But um, that's the easiest way to do it. So anyway, say, say, for example, on. I wanted to do the main, well, main train Splash Mountain yeah. and whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Thunder Mountain. Yeah. First of all, am I able to book those three? Yes, you can do those three because in the Magic Kingdom, there's no tiering system for fast passes. So you could okay. book Splash, Space, and then and then uh, Year Seven Dwarves. And that's fine. And when you say just just book the rides, yeah. As in, are you able to just choose the rides and it'll allocate you a random yeah, spot? Yeah, you can go in and choose them in what particular order you want them in, and then it'll allocate you a particular time. It gives you four options at yeah. the time. Yeah, you, you get pick option, which one's best for you. Option A, B, <clears> C, and D, and some of them are more logical than others. Some of them spread them across the day. Some of them keep them really close together. Oh well, so that that seems fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, Dunks, how did you find it? being 30 yeah. days in advance. Oh, well, I loved it. I think it's a, a poxy system, to be honest with you. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the old one. Uh, for people that are there for two weeks, I think it's a nightmare because not only have you got to plan where you're going to eat, you've got to plan what rides you're going to do. I think it's much better for, you know, your American, it's based for your American traveller that comes down for three or four days, stays in a Disney hotel and probably pays for concierge and have it all done for them. Um I mean, the, 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 as Adam says, I think one of the biggest drawbacks is once you've got them in the system, uh, you know, it's hard to get back in and get them again. So I ended up literally taking a screenshot or taking a photograph of my laptop screen with the fast passes on, fast yeah. passes on there, yeah. um, which is kind of a bit pointless. I mean, it's supposed to be a completely wonderful system. Uh, and I think it's just created unnecessary queuing where there never was before. And the biggest example I can give of this is um, Spaceship Earth at Epcot, which you know nobody ever queued yeah. for. You could go on at any time of the day. Now, there's always a queue for it. Yeah, it's, you know, 30 minutes always because it's just the way the system has worked. When I was uh, over there, I think last year, and this is all coming in, I was talking to some people and they said that they used to have the, the people, average people in Magic Kingdom used 1.6 fast passes a day and now they have to use three. Yeah, at least so, three, don't they? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I see the innovation and it's very clever the way that they've done it and it's completely understand why they've done it from a CRM point of view to know, you know, where to resource staff and, yeah. and flow and everything else. But for the customer experience, I think it's, I think it's dreadful. You and see, I think, you know, also you've got to bear in mind, you know, Disney isn't just for tech savvy, iPhone, Android using people. You know, there are grandparents that would want to take their kids there that wouldn't even have a clue how to use a tablet or yeah, even true. worse annual pass holders who are just a complete nightmare they can't pop in for three hours to do a couple of rides anymore 
I think yeah. it, it depends. You know, you said I know you don't like the system at all, and Chris wasn't a fan. I think it depends on the kind of person you are and whether you're not you're staying on site. I'm a planner and I plan to the hilt, so for me it was great because I could plan out exactly what I was doing when I knew what where I was going, and, it, and for me the system works perfectly. The system also works really well for me because I'm staying on site, and because I'm staying on site, it's it's so much better for me than it is for anyone staying off site. I know this is part of the idea of the, what Disney have done. Disney have done it because people are now going to go. If we stay on site, we're going to get to these fast passes yeah. a lot like earlier. Uh, but also, Adam, you know, it treats you in some respects a bit like a criminal. So we had a couple of days in the parks in the summer, yeah. not not lots. And one of them was Magic Kingdom, which we had to move a couple of times because we were meeting friends and so on. So it wouldn't let me pick my fast passes for two days. I had to cancel the three that I had before yeah. it allowed me to pick the three more. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, it's like, well, it's stupid. It's going to just let me pick them and then say, which one did you want to keep? But no, you yeah. have to go into the system, pick the date, cancel them, then go. And it's just... It is uh, long-winded with the app, I must admit. Even no, on the, the website, I think it's a dreadful. Yeah, yeah it's it fairly long-winded. If you're in the park, it's less long-winded, but the problem is, for a lot of the FastPass Plus kiosks, you've then got a queue in order to avoid a queue. Um, so there were, there were kind of a few things that I picked up, sort of tips, really. I don't know whether you want those now or you want to hold off for those. Um, just some things that I noticed... Uh, obviously, at the minute, to get a fourth fast pass after you've used your three, I will always make sure I I booked my three for as early as possible. So they use those three and then went and used another one. There were some people who would book two fast passes in there for the morning and one for four o'clock, and then suddenly realise, well, hang on, I can't get another fast pass until four o'clock. Isn't there one so, part where that doesn't happen? I thought there was one of them where you can get another one after you've used the first one. Not that I noticed, not that I found. All the ones well, we had. I'm sure Speedy said um, there was in one of them you could. I'm not sure which one it is. You'll have to look that up, Mr. Disney Brit, and find out. It'll be when um, the system starts to break down. But the, the fourth fast pass is a pain. Having to go and get in that kiosk queue uh, is awkward. Um, it, until they update the app, that's, it's going to keep doing it. It's going to keep happening. But as soon as they get rid of you, they you're able to do it on the app, it'll get rid of that whole problem of having to queue again. The app has got to be more consistent, though, because although there were times where the app was brilliant, there were also times where the app was horrendous. And just did not work at all. There's been another, I know, I know there's been an update in the past week for the app, so maybe it's fixed that. The other one um, to be aware of, and we didn't realise this until it happened, that if you've got your three initial fast passes and you decide, oh, actually, I don't. So we had one day we were at Epcot, I think, we had three fast passes for the following day, but we'd actually ridden the attraction the day before without any weight whatsoever, done it, didn't want to do it again. And we were like, right, yep. we'll cancel that fast pass and book a third one. Once you cancel that fast pass, you can't actually book another one until you've used the other two that you've got. So if don't so, cancel it, reassign it. So, so we are reassigning yeah, it. Yeah, so we cancelled it completely. And then and when I tried to book another one, I couldn't. Went to the kiosk and went, Oh, it's because you've cancelled it, you should have reassigned it. If you cancel it, you can't book a third another one. You you've got to use your other two if you can book that one. So that's so, one to remember. So just just for clarification, say for example I've got three rides yeah there's an option to reassign yeah and you would choose another attraction or another time slot yeah you can you can alter the what experience you want change your experience but we cancelled one of our experiences and then we couldn't book another one and that was in Epcot you, you um, gained a new experience yeah only two fast passes yeah that was the, ex the, the other one I got um, so uh, the other one I've got as well um, oh here you go what, what's Craig put up here 
So this is from our good friends at Touring Plans, just yeah. explaining how it works, Alan. So I'll read this out to you. So uh, you can obtain more FastPass reservations at Disney's Hollywood Studios, as an example, once you have used your first set, okay, or the reservation times have expired. So if you don't use it, if the time's gone. So, for example, if you have a FastPass Plus reservation for Toy Story Mania from 9 to 10, Star Tours from 10 to 11, and Tower of Terror from 11 to 12, you can obtain more FastPasses as soon as you use the Tower of Terror reservation. So if you use it at 11 o'clock yeah. or at 12 noon, whichever comes first. Right, okay, so if, if you've actually gone in and you've swiped your wristband, yeah. that is activated and that's allocated as used. Yes. Um. What else? Oh, the other, the, this was another one we learned as well. We were at Animal Kingdom, uh, and there was um, a big electrical storm above Animal Kingdom. The, one of the biggest electrical storms I've ever seen in a park. It was absolutely torrential rain as well. And they'd closed all of the attractions because of it, all the outdoor attractions. So we were at Expedition Everest, stood in the queue waiting to get in. And basically what they said was, if you've got a Fast Pass for that attraction, even a Fast Pass Plus uh, pass for that attraction, um, if the ride is down for the whole Fast Pass window, you can return at any time during that day and use your Fast Pass again. Um, so it doesn't matter what time it is. And what you usually get is an email that says, you can actually now use it for this number of attractions. Um, we had that for Pirates, and we were told we could use it for this, 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 and this, which is fine. But if the ride is up and running again, even if it's one minute left on your window and you aren't there, then it forfeits your fast pass. That's nice. I mean, the other thing they can, do, they can do with it, which I found out, is that they can kind of give you magic moments on fast passes so yeah. they gave us uh an anna and elsa meet and greet that we could use at any time on any day yeah. and it would just it came up as an extra one in the mike disney experience yeah. so you know that way that's i suppose they can do, that as well. to do that but do be aware that if a ride is down if it comes up again during your fast pass window and you're not there for it it will forfeit your fast pass so that's one to remember um and then the the, the one last one i thought of was the if you need to change a fast pass time from one ride to another it's so much easier to do it via the kiosk than it is to do it via the app if you do it via the app at the moment and you want to change it it gives you well here's the next available time do you want this one at the kiosk you can actually go in and choose whichever time that you want so the kiosk do give you a little bit more um flexibility than the app does so if you need to change something for an alternative attraction or another time do it at the kiosk, don't do it on your phone, because the phone doesn't give you anywhere near as much flexibility as the app. But it uh, might be a massive queue. Kiosk does. But there could, in yeah, in Heinz, you get a queue as well. So that's the What about um, FastPass for restaurants? Um, we used it for Beauty and the Beast, uh, and I'm glad that we did, because it meant that we actually got in for lunch at Beauty and the Beast. If we hadn't have had a FastPass, we wouldn't have got in. It's plain and simple. Right. So, so that was good. You think it's worthwhile using it for that then? Yeah, because you, it doesn't. Uh, that fast pass doesn't actually link with your other three. So All right, my, so that's my a separate one. Beauty and the Beast fast pass was actually a separate reservation to the uh, three that I would have for the day. All right, that's quite good then. Yeah, whether that continues, I don't know because I know it was in a test period, but at the time, that's how it worked. Hmm. 
So it, it does require a little bit more planning. I think that one of the biggest issues that people have found is they've got systems now. They know how it works. You know, you always had the runner who would go off to test track while everybody else went and queued for story and all those things yeah. would happen. Whereas those systems don't work anymore. It's completely useless. And all of those tips and tricks and hints and everything that everybody worked out now don't work anymore. And everyone's got to relearn the system and relearn how to use it. And I think that's what's upset a lot of people because it's very different to where the old one worked. Um, yeah. And also it's annoying <coughs> people who, who aren't staying uh, in the park. The, the other thing I would say, actually, and I don't know if you noticed this, Adam, because it depends how long the queues, but actually the queues are much longer because the readers take 15 to 20 seconds to read and acknowledge. Whereas in the old day, it was like, you know, two seconds, look at the ticket, walk through. See, that's interesting so you do, because... you do find there's a bit of a backup. With the magic bands, it was instantaneous when we were going through. With the, um, If you haven't got a magic band and you've got a card, it takes a while. It took a little, some of them did take slightly longer, but yeah, I found that with the magic bands, it was so much easier. Uh, and so easy to do. And the great one of the great things about the Magic Bands of Fast Pass as well is that Harry was able to do it by himself. It wasn't a case of here's his Fast Pass and through you go. Yeah. He literally just went up, put it on, it went green, and knew he could walk through. Um, so that does help. But yeah, yeah. It, it is true. It it has extended attraction times in places. Haunted Mansion is a perfect example. You know that attraction has now lengthened somewhat because of the Fast Pass queue. You've already mentioned Spaceship Earth. That's that's extended slightly as well. I would say slightly, quite a bit. Um, so there are some that it's had a negative impact on, um, but then there are others is, is that, that it seems to. Is have it because there's more people in the parks? You think, or because because in theory, this if there's the same amount of people there, surely the queues queues shouldn't be any more busy. No, I it's think the it, time to go through them. Yeah. In fact, actually, a tip around that is actually have two magic bands. You can link your card to as many magic bands as you want. Have one on each wrist, so you can go either side. Um. Also, uh, yeah, you could do that. Um, not that we're advocating this in the slightest, but magic bands are, are transferable. Um, just because you're wearing it on your wrist doesn't mean someone might not be able to use it on theirs, so to speak. Um, so you could be wearing a magic band. So my dad doesn't go on many attractions, certainly big roller coasters. Um, but uh, it's easier sometimes to book a fast pass for everybody for an attraction, even if they're not going to ride it. Um, so what we could do was uh, go on Expedition Everest, come off, swap Ragit Bangers, go on Expedition Everest again. Scandalous. Scandalous, I know. But it, again, it's, it's how the system works. You know, people used to do it with the old magic, with the old Fastpass system. Um, and it works. You can still get system, Rider Swap yeah. as well, can't you? Yeah, you can still get Rider Swap. That does still work, yeah. So that system, that still works with the system as well. Next, Alan, um, next question. Come on. Next question. I mean, be, be big. Well, it's not a Fastpass question, to be honest. It's a Dunks question. Oh, cool. You had a, a private encounter with a duck. I did. What was that about? How did you do that? Uh, that was through a friend of mine. Oh. It's <laughs> a secret. And that's all <laughs> No, not really. No, it's just a friend a friend of ours who works at Disney kindly arranged it for us because I know that's Kieran's favourite. Oh, so, right, but okay. that, actually, that, that had the story in itself because they arranged it all, which was really nice, and that's where Alex got the Arna... Um, meet and greet as well but they said you know you've got to be at hollywood studios at 20 past eight to have this private encounter with donald i said that's yeah. fine but we're not staying on site no no we know all that's fine you're just going but it's extra magic hours they won't let us in he said no you'll be fine i said trust me i know what cast members are like they will not let us in she right. said no 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 it'll be fine it'll be fine if not just ask for so and say we got there it took five different cast members to find somebody who would actually ring up our friends to get us to go in because oh, wow. we weren't staying in a hotel and that's all they are that's the only question they cared about there you go 
Just Sorry. one other thing about fast passes as well, just to say, uh, and I completely forgot to say this, I'll say it now. Um, if you do book a fast pass for everybody and they yeah. don't use their fast pass on that attraction because they don't want to go on it, you will find that when you go to go and book your fourth fast pass, you have to use their third fast pass and change that experience before you so you can add your fourth and it matches with theirs. So that can be a little bit of a pain. Isn't that complicated? Uh, what I've seen people do, uh, and what we did because we wanted a fast pass for Phantasmic, which is pointless, by the way, um, was we actually took my dad's magic band in with us and we scanned it on the scanner just so we didn't have the hassle of having to go and do this and that and the other because we had to use our three before, before we could get Phantasmic. So we actually took off his magic band. We all went on Star Tours. He sat and waited outside. We scanned him in even though he wasn't there and it made it look like he'd been on the actual ride, <laughs> ride even though he hadn't actually been on it. Uh, but took it, And we decided we wanted to get a Phantasmic Fast Pass because we didn't want to wait in the queue because there's other stuff we wanted to do. And... I don't know whether it's always like this, but we found it was completely useless having one because we thought, right, we'll wait. We know what time our fast pass is. We know what time our fast pass entry is. So we sat, we had a drink, we had something to eat. And by the time we got there, we got there about 10 minutes before our fast pass time. And then we're just letting people through. And not just fast pass people, ordinary people as well. So by the time we got there, the theatre was a quarter full. And we were like, oh, okay. So that fast pass was completely pointless then so well, do there isn't like a special that. fast pass area there, there is a fast pass entrance you go to the left if no as, as in a seating area for no fast pass no it's, you're supposed to just be able to no, guarantee the seat but they opened the area way earlier than the fast pass said it was open for so we were sat there quite happily munching away not realizing that all these people were streaming into phantasmic uh and uh, they didn't necessarily have to have a fast pass in which to do it so that's something to think about with regards to that as well I think I think it's a shame that you've not got the printed little tickets anymore because I actually started to collect them. <laughs> yeah, but that means I've actually got in my wallet. I've got Thunder them. Mountain and Splash Mountain. It means you've not been using them. <laughs> you've just been collecting them. <laughs> well, th there was when when we went through with them, my daughter who was two years old or something like that. For some reason, we got you wouldn't you wouldn't get a fast pass for her. Yeah, because I, th I assume she. I, I don't know the reason. We used to always end up with, with one spare fast pass that wasn't a fast pass. Right. It was just like a receipt. Fair so enough. I was collecting all of these up. I, I should probably even read what it says. And then that would make sense. Unless I actually I've still got them up. I've actually even got universal tickets in here. <laughs> I uh, must admit, right, I'm terrible uh, for the stuff I've got in my wallet as well. I've still got all our room keys from the cruise in my wallet and old tickets and all sorts of stuff. Actually, I tell a lie. It's a fast pass for return any time between 10.40 a.m. and 11.40 a.m. on Monday the 13th of September 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's you think it might work? Worth a go. Yeah, you can give it a go. I'm pretty certain they're going to tell you that you're about four years out, but you know, you can give it a go. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to know about Fast Pass? I, I could, is that, that is actually, is it the 13th today? No, it's the 15th. No, 15th. You were nearly four years to the day. Nearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to know about FastPass, or is that everything? Um, would I be able to do FastPass Plus easily if I didn't take my mobile phone or tablet across there? You'd be able to do it via the kiosks um, in the parks if you wanted to change anything. But if you didn't you have your mobile or your you tablet, went. you would find it very difficult to kind of keep up to date with it all, I would say. Because when I went last time, I didn't want to take my mobile phone. 
Well, it, it's interesting you say that, actually, because I never used to take my phone into the park either. But this time I found, with the Wi-Fi and everything, that I, I used it an awful lot. I um, I didn't want to take my mobile phone full stop to America. Yeah. And, um, because I left it in my bag one day. Oh, and I left the bag on the right. Disney bus. <laughs> I managed to experience the lost property experience. <laughs> which uh, did return to me. It was only about a week in the contract as well. Oh, no. That's so I was good. absolutely bricking it. But um, So, realistically, I'm going to have to take some sort of electronic device to be able to, uh, to fully, get the most Yeah, to fully use it properly, you're going to need some sort of electronic device with you. Do you think I can put my iMac in my uh, suitcase? You could try it. I took my Mac and had mine in my room. My iMac. Did you? Yeah, and, and used it in my room and actually used it in the evenings. For You took your iMac with you? Yeah. Not well, my laptop, not my computer, sorry. Okay. My I was going to say. My MacBook, not my Mac, sorry. Um, I took that with me and used it in the room if I wanted to change dining reservations and stuff like that, yeah. I had that. Because it was easier than using the app. I've not really played with it properly yet, so I'm going to have to try and work out what is better for me. The... I know that sometimes, because we've linked um, two bookings on our iPad, I mean, yeah. iPhones. Yeah. And we've linked the booking, you click, click save, and then you go to double check on it and nothing's happened and it took took about two days before it linked up on my app right okay yeah it sometimes it, like i said the app's a bit temperamental you'll be linked and then suddenly a load of people will disappear and then reappear um they're still having teething problems with it um, chris said last on the last episode that um there was one day where the whole fastpass plus system crashed in the parks yeah. and nobody could use any of them anywhere um so it's still it's still in its infancy. It's still having teething teething issues, but you know, eventually they'll iron those things out and and things will work and things will get better. Whether or not that improve the experience for those people not staying at resort, I couldn't say. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I dare say that's not what they're after, is it? No, they don't care. They don't give a monkeys about us. No. So there you go. There you go. Sad. That is everything. Fast Pass Plus. Uh, we've run out of time which means it is time for oh look at that frozen is that frozen i think it is it must be in norway yes we're in a norway inspired country that's where we are not in actual norway on facebook the other day actually you know when the meet and greet was in norway yeah it said something like in in norwegian norsk culture so the inspiration for Frozen or there something like that. Something like that. They in, oh. in, inside the Stave uh, Church gallery, uh, yeah. they have actually got stuff inspired to do with how it fits in with Norway and all that sort of stuff. So it is there. Oh, it's, it's going to end up being Frozen in big letters. Inspiration frozen of pavilion. Norway. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Alan. And thank you, Craig. That's okay, okay. no problem. Uh, thank you for you guys for joining us and listening as well. Don't forget, you can go to Facebook. You can like our page and you can like uh, all the comments and all sorts of stuff over there. If you've got something you want to say to do with maybe Maelstrom or Frozen or Fastpass Plus or anything like that, please do uh, put something over there. Or, of course, you can email us, which is radio at disneybrit.com. Add your comments about what you think about we're talking about Maelstrom and all that sort of stuff. And we will read those out on the next show. You can also join in the conversation over on Twitter, which is at 
Disney Brit. Don't forget, reviewers on iTunes. It helps those people who don't know the show and haven't heard it before what they think of it. Please go over to iTunes and find Disney Brit, and you can uh, review that as well. And um, don't forget, uh, also, you can contact us even if you just want to say hi. That's not a problem either. So please do do that. We need to thank say thank you to our uh, sponsors, which is OrlandoAttractionTickets.co.uk and Scoot to Vacations, which is ScootOrlando.com. That leaves me with nothing else to say other than if you want to ring us, 0121 288 2748. And that's it. We will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Until then, we'll see you. If you get bored, you can also send Chris Speed for grapes. It is possible. Well, everybody, <laughs> that was swell. <laughs> <laughs>